0: Once again, the 12 hours delivered an amazing race. John Hindhoff joins us on Inside Motorsport. John Hindhoff has called a lot of motor racing at Bathurst, particularly with the last three 12 hours. But on Monday, he got to jump in a race car and give the mountain a try himself. Well, what did you think?
1: Well, you know, you can do as many laps as you can, as many laps as you can. of course, it's, it's, but particularly at Mount Panorama and it never does the place justice. Watching on boards doesn't do the place justice. And even with the technology that we have um, included in our Channel 7 coverage in the weekend, it's so hard to make that place look as it looks. The thing that everybody always says, always, 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 and funny enough, I was talking to Stephen Kane on Thursday night last week about this, it's narrower and steeper than you went Now, clearly, I've driven straight cars around there, We've been very lucky in the last three years to have been given access when the mountain has been closed. So we've known that there was nothing coming the other way. But driving it at speed is something different indeed. And the John Bow V8 race experience that was at Ra- uh, that, uh, Bathurst uh, on the Monday after the race is just an opportunity for everybody to go and get in a V8 to get round there and see it from from the driver's seat and in the uh, in the prepped cars that we were in uh, for the Viet race experience of course you've got a cage, you're strapped in, you feel incredibly safe it's an environment that fortunately I'm used to having done a bit of racing back in the UK over the years and been incredibly fortunate enough to have, have been allowed to test race cars I had a very good coach in uh, Bathurst's very own young Master Shields, who sadly didn't get to do much racing uh, at the weekend. His Porsche ended up in the in the wall at the uh, at the Elbow, didn't it? But it was it was brilliant. Uh, I even got a yellow flag at Griffin's Bend, first lap around. Not because someone had, uh, had binned it, but because there was uh, three roos sitting on the inside of the corner watching this go by. So that's a proper Bathurst experience, isn't it?
0: The 12-hour event this year was uh, taken out by guys that three years ago were video gaming. They're now champions for the first time ever, the GT Academy. And they these three drivers will forever be etched in Nissan Legend because they're the first to win with the GTR.
1: It's quite extraordinary, isn't it, when you think about it? Um, The GT Academy, Nissan's GT Academy, has been underway for, what, five, six years now. And the original winner, Lucas Ordonez, and we wait to see what his fate will be this year, although one might think that he might be involved in that uh, Le Mans programme with the GT RLM, that amazing front-wheel drive beast that Ben Balby has come up with to go to Le Mans this year. You've got Jan Mardenborough, he's come through that, the young British superstar, and the two guys at the weekend, Wolfie Reap and Florian Strauss, Belgian and German, between them, with less than three years racing experience, chi san a little bit more experience, of course, was here last year, was exceedingly quick, but he, I think, came of age this year. Those two, the other two, the, uh, the two Europeans, they have earned their right to be professional racing drivers. Now, I know that there are one or two people who will point the finger at that car and say that was a factory car, that was a set of works drivers, but I go back to the fact that these guys are relatively inexperienced, and what you've got to say about those two is that RGN, Bob Neville and Liz Neville, who are part of the mentoring team of the GT Academy, have done a heck of a job in getting these two young men... First of all, up to their International C licence, which in the UK takes 11 signatures in different races uh, at different levels and standards. And to get a signature, you have got to complete a race to the satisfaction of the race director. So that takes you from National B to National A to International C so that they could go and do their prize drive at the Dubai 24. And then for these guys to go on and race in a multi-class race, on the mountain, with a full GT3 racing car is remarkable, and, and look who they were up against this was not a club race this is a full international field that is chock full of big names some of whom didn't get to the end, we had three Le Mans winners in the field David Brabant, Stefano Telly and Guy Smith, and one of those drivers, Guy Smith, was, was in the car that they were racing for the for the win Stephen Kane fantastic driver in his Formula days and desperately underrated Matt Bell uh, one of the two Bell brothers who his brother is a uh, McLaren works driver and Matthew is a hugely experienced GT driver you had Stefan Mucker in there for Aston Martin you had Laurent Van Tour, now the fastest man ever in timed competition over the mountain with that ridiculous two or two, low two or two, faster than even an F3 car, and these are absolute superstars of GT and endurance racing. And whatever anybody thinks about the backing that they've had from Nissan and Nismo, clearly they have their driver ratings, and they are both classed as amateur drivers with the. FIA and indeed with cams as an unceded driver, that is based on experience and and results. There's nothing in any of the criteria that sets financial gain. Um, For example, if it was me and somebody offered me half a million dollars to go and race in a car, I'd still be a bronze driver. There's nothing in there that says money is a part of it. Now I don't know what the situation is with those two guys, whether they are paid or whether they are not. I suspect if they are paid, it's not very much and it may be expenses. That's not for me to say. But in terms of their experience and their results, they are classed as amateur drivers, as non-seeded drivers. And rightly so, with the lack of account, quite clearly, with the talent that they have, and now the results that they have achieved at Bathurst, that seeding will change. And next year, they will not be allowed to come back as so-called arm drivers, but you cannot take away that what they have achieved this year for themselves and for Nissan was was quite extraordinary in terms of their driving ability as well as their maturity. And it's it's an...
0: Absolutely isn't it, to be honest. chio is the Japanese driver that passed two cars on the last lap to take the Bathurst 12-hour victory. I congratulated him after the event.
2: Uh, thank you very much. It's, uh, uh, sorry, it's, I couldn't imagine what's going on. Uh, it's just awesome because uh, I just want to say thank you for the team and the teammate Florian and uh, Wolfgang because uh, uh, we have a just uh, uh, just a big story yeah, because uh, since 1992 it's a legendary Nissan GT won here but uh, we it's since all t- 20 years ago mm-hmm. and then we uh, uh, we com- came back last year but uh, our race ended only a couple of hours in my stint uh, because of the big accident. Mm. It's so disappointed and uh, sorry for the team, uh, because this is big project of Nissan. And, uh, we uh, and then uh, I come back. I I could come back here this year, and but uh, yesterday I got I I got P3 in oval in Korea, but uh, I'm not so happy because I hit the wall after this lap. Mm. And the uh, team worked very, very hard in last night to fix the car. It was big damage with GTR. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have to do g- bring good results for the team. But uh, uh, I couldn't imagine like that on, uh, at last couple of minutes. <laughs> it's just amazing uh, because uh, we had a chance to get cat- to the top and the last restart and uh, I saw it's just now or never and I try to push harder and uh, catch to the vent. Uh...
0: That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport and until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.